0: One of the best pieces of advice I got from somebody in the entrepreneurial space is if you want to do something well, get used to sucking at it at first for a little bit. For example, when we first started this podcast, in my personal opinion, I think we sucked at it for (laughs) for the first couple, right? So
1: welcome to the brand engine podcast where we use proven strategies, real-life case studies, and actionable tips to help you, the small business owner, take control of your website and build your brand online. So, hey, everyone. My name is Gerald Porschman, and welcome once again to the Brand Engine podcast. This is episode 31, and with me is my awe-inspiring co-host mr barry moore (laughs) hey barry
0: awe-inspiring i like that i'm trying to to come up with different words for you to slip you a few dollars after the podcast well good day everyone and uh welcome back to the brand engine
1: yeah so we had a we had a great podcast the last one we'll talk about that in a moment but what's been happening in the world on the sunshine coast
0: man it is beautiful up here super hot super hot yeah and um Everyone was up here on the weekend because uh, in Australia we're having a G20 with all the world leaders, quote unquote world leaders, Um, and they've taken over the city of Brisbane. So I think everyone in Brisbane had just had enough and they headed either north or south to get out of the city. And uh, So we're pretty crowded up on the coast this weekend.
1: I'm glad you contacted me because I was going to shirt front you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, crazy. That's been the, uh, the catch cry for the last week here our um, illustrious Prime Minister, wanted to uh, shirt-front Putin on some uh, some global, um, global issues, and uh, I don't know how far he got, but uh, anyway, shirt-fronting was the term. Lovely. So, Barry, what I thought we'd do this week is last week we had such a good uh, uptake on the podcast, and I wanted to talk to you today about maybe drilling down on some of those finer issues because from my uh, recollection, you told us about you know, the different modalities that we can use about pool marketing and and once again, in my head, pool marketing is attracting people to me rather than me pushing my content, you know, down their throats. That's pretty much it, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. So instead of chasing your uh, your customers, you're getting them you're 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 positioning yourself as an authority and you're getting them to come to you because you're you're positioned in that in that authority zone, and they see you as an expert in the field that they need help in, so they come to you rather than you running around trying to chase everybody.
1: Yeah, and some of the things that we spoke about was that there was the modality or the vehicle that we would use, and whether it's vehicle or audio or, you know, whether I'm doing coachings or meetups, but then there was also the the second part of that is that we may have a video, but what is the content, so what what should we do with the content, whether it's tips, techniques, reviews, etc.?
0: Yeah, so there's the mode of delivering your content, so audio, video, text, etc., social media. Then there's the actual content itself, the message in that content. So you want to send out messages that reinforce your position of authority in your chosen field or your chosen niche. So um, we talked about all that in episode 30 if you want to go back and have a listen, but... Um, ideally, you want to be doing all the modes. You want to be doing video and audio and text and being on social media and making comments in forums, etc. All those different modes mm. of getting your message out there and getting your voice out there. Um, but again, you want to start with the one that's comfortable to you and the one that makes sense to you and the one you're going to do. Uh, if you know you're scared of video and you're not going to do it, well then um, maybe confront that fear. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the very first thing you need to kind of hurdle you need to get across before you start creating all this content is, I think, a lot of the people that I've come across, in Gerald, probably the same with you, a lot of people that come across in in your presenting skills have the hurdle of, I'm afraid to put myself out there.
1: Look, that is such an interesting point that you bring out there, and I'm so glad that we're going to drill down on on that first mode of of uh, getting our, our message out there, which is on the video. And I think a lot of what you're saying is that it's all around a mindset. You know, some people's mindsets are are of defeatist or hopelessness, which is, I don't think I can do this. It's too tough. I'm going to look bad on video. My voice is going to sound horrible. Um, So I want to talk to you about, and maybe you can ask me some questions when it comes to some of my clients about how do we overcome and how do we confront some of those fears. And our first one here that we want to talk about is really on videoing.
0: Yeah. And, and even just before video, it's like you said, it's that mindset of I'm going to put myself out there, I'm going to create content that people are going to consume. So, one of the pushbacks or one of the hurdles I think a lot of people have when, when I start telling them about this authority marketing model is, you know, well, who am I to be the authority? You know, I'm, I'm not an expert. There are people who know more than I do. And that's true. And there's people who know more than I do about, about online marketing. There's people mm-hmm. who know more about than than you do about uh, media training. Sure. But we know a lot. Like I <laughs> I've mm-hmm. spent years and years and years in this field, and you spent years and years yeah, in your field as well. So it's not that you have to be the one guy at the top of the pyramid or the one girl at the top of the pyramid that knows everything about everything. You're just sharing your knowledge with people who have less knowledge than you, and you're helping people. At the end of the day, you need to focus on that. You're helping people achieve what they want to achieve uh, based on what you have in your head, that knowledge, that expert knowledge that you have in your head. So you may not be the one person in the whole world who knows the most about a particular subject, but you are an expert in your field. You know there is some domain of knowledge that you are an expert in, and that's and you have to get over that fear of, I might not be the the top guy, but I know enough to get out there and, ha- and have my voice heard. So I think the, yeah. the first hurdle to overcome is that people getting out of their comfort zone and putting themselves out there in front of others, I think. And you probably see that a lot in your video training business, I assume.
1: Yeah, I, I've always heard of this acronym around the word fear, F-E-A-R, which uh, is false evidence appearing real. And so what we tend to do is that we start Creating this evidence around us that says, you know, I'm I'm not the expert in this field. There are people out there who do a, you know, much more refined and a better job than what I do. But if you have a look at healthy competition, if you have a look at some of the, you know, the our, our, well, let's have a look at McDonald's for example. Their healthy competition would be, you know, Hungry Jacks or Burger King. <laughs> so like un-
0: unhealthy competition, but yeah, I get yeah, you. or un- <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But um, the the idea around it is that you you know there are you know 8 billion people in the world and if i can grab a percentage of those people who would rather listen to the content that you and i put out as opposed to a person who you know sees himself or herself as the expert subject expert matter we deliver the information quite differently so what i'd like people to think about is that the way that you deliver the information will clearly suit a a certain personality type you know, for example, with my personality type, I'm, I'm very highly extroverted. I would assume that at Barry, there are times when you're introverted, but also extroverted in when you have to present information. But we're also, you know, knowledgeable and we're intuitive as to what it is that people require. And that's what gives us the edge. And I want you to think about around the mindset is that what is it going to uh, differ you from some of the competition that you have. And that may just be your voice. It may be how you deliver the information, but also how confident you appear. And there's one thing that I try to teach a lot of my students when when they stand in front of the camera is that I get as nervous as everyone else out there. I have a nervous system. I know it's working. I know I've got sweat glands and I can feel them as they're happening. But the one thing that I know that I have different is that I have this term called apparent confidence, which is from the outset, when an audience member looks at me, I know they'll be thinking, wow, this person looks really confident. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently, from where I'm standing, I have that heartbeat running, I have that sweat gland going, but I'm not going to show my audience members that I have any of those fears. And what anxiety to me is, is it's evidence that really hasn't even happened. So we're projecting of what we think is going to happen and yet it hasn't happened. So if we can think about maybe those two things about you know having apparent confidence, which is looking as if though you know what you're talking about and you know, how to overcome any of the obstacles. Does that make sense to you, Barry?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. there's some really important points that you brought up there. One is is to go back to that uh, McDonald's in, in Hungry Jack's or, or Burger King if you're in mm. the US. That Hungry Jack's in uh, McDonald's uh, metaphor is, yeah, as soon as a McDonald's opens up, what happens? Um, uh, a Burger King opens across the street mm. or mm. or on the next block. and. Hey, guess what? They both stay in business, right? So yeah. you don't need to be the one person that's putting out a particular message. You know, we're not the only people podcasting. We're not the only people who are, you're not the only person doing media training. I'm not the only pe- person doing online marketing training, et cetera. So it doesn't, you don't have to be the one solo person in the world that's putting out that message. You know, there are, Uh, a million hamburger restaurants in the world and there are a million coffee shops and in your local area there's probably a dozen coffee shops but you pick one to go to as your local because you resonate Mm -hmm. with the kind of the brand and you resonate with the message and you resonate with the vibe of that place so when you start putting your message out there there will be a tribe of people who resonate with the the person that you are the way that you deliver that message Mm -hmm. the way that you break it down so that they can understand it so you don't your message there is you don't have to be the one person. I think that that's a really important message you You just have to be you and you have to put yourself out there, and there will be a tribe of people who resonate with that message uh, and I think the second important thing that you brought up there is that fear is normally what people have of something that might happen in the future, mm-hmm. right I'm afraid if I do this that mm. that is going to happen. Or if I do mm. A, then I'm going to get B. But what you're really afraid of is something that isn't happening. It's not mm. happening now. Uh, you're, no one's going to get up and start throwing rocks at you when you stand on stage and stand in <laughs> front of a camera. That just isn't happening. You you're have a fear. Well, it might happen. <laughs> you have a fear of something that hasn't happened or isn't happening. So instead of focusing on something that Might maybe small percent chance of happening. Focus on what you're doing now. Focus on the message you have and why you're delivering that message. You know, you're delivering your media training so that people can feel more confident and they can stand in front of a camera, Mm -hmm. and they can execute on the desires that they have. And and the same with with me and in my company, Time Seven Media. I'm helping people. Succeed online. That's what I really want to do. I want to stop them getting taken advantage of because they don't understand how the whole process works. So, my message is I want you to understand this. You're capable of doing it. I'll show you how to do it. I'll help you along the way. Um, I'm not going to worry about if those people don't like me or they don't like my voice or whatever. Um, That may happen. It may not happen, but it's not happening now. So, just focus on the now, focus on your message, and focus on. Why you're delivering that message in the first place? Mm.
1: You know, one of the great messages that I always got from the late great uh, Stephen Covey, who wrote the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and if anyone's familiar with his work, he talks about two things about proactive and and uh, reactive, and and one of the things that I loved about his work was that if you can imagine two circles, you've got an outer circle and then you have an inner circle, and on the outer circle. They are the things that you are concerned about. So things that are out of my control. So I'm concerned about interest rates. I'm concerned about the environment. I'm concerned about petrol prices. But there's not a lot that I can do about it. But then he talks about on the inner circle. You know what are the things that you can control? So if I have got no control, but I am concerned about interest rates, well, how can I get in control of that? Well, what I can do is I can downsize. I can smart buy a smaller house so that the interest rates won't affect me that much. With petrol prices, I'll buy a smaller car. With the environment, what I might do is plant some trees. So the same sort of thing. There's a lot of things that I'll be concerned about when I'm going to start my business. How will it affect me? How will business start coming to me? So then we say, all right, let's take a proactive uh, approach to this, not a reactive one, which is I want to get in control of my business. What do I have to do today to make my business successful tomorrow? And so one of the things I ask people is that if you want to be uh, an airline pilot, it's probably a good idea not to read Better Homes and Gardens. (laughs) It's It's probably a good idea to start reading, you know, aeronautical engineering or, you know, how to fly a plane, something that's within your control. So if we're thinking about what fear is, We create it and then we experience it and then we see it happen. And so if you imagine that, then we become our own reality. So I'll say, do you think you'll be able to do this? No, I won't. Why? Because I'm scared or I fear what the audience will say. All right, then they go on stage, they create that experience and then the audience don't like them Then they come back to me and say, see, I told you, but because we created that experience rather than being confident and saying, I can beat this. Uh, We create our own self-fulfilling prophecy, which is, I'm not good at this. I don't think I can do it. So it is, like you said, Barry, it's a totally shift in mindset, and it is about changing some of those limiting beliefs.
0: Yeah, some really important points there you brought up. I think um, there's a good quote, and I'm going to butcher it because I don't know exactly what it is, but it's something along the lines of, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're probably right. So if you think you can't do something, you're going to have that Mm -hmm. self-fulfilling prophecy like you just Mm -hmm. said about, um, you know, I'm going to be nervous and it's going to be horrible and you stand up on stage and you're nervous and it's horrible. Well, guess what? (laughs) That's because that's what you you created. If you get up there and you think, hey, this isn't so bad. I know it's outside my comfort zone, but I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and I'm going to try it. And um, I might not be great at it the first time, um, but I'm going to be all right. And you go up and you have that experience one of the best pieces of advice i got from somebody in the entrepreneurial space is if you want to do something well get used to sucking at it at first for a little bit so um i think most people don't want to feel that discomfort of sucking at something so for example when we first started this podcast in my personal opinion i think we sucked at it for yeah. <laughs> for the first couple right so um but that didn't stop us you know if you go back and listen to episode 1 or episode 2 3 yeah you know, they're a bit stilted, and they're a bit forced and too structured, and they're not where we are now. But we never would have gotten where we are now if we hadn't taken those first initial steps outside of our comfort zone to begin with. So, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Mm. So be be all right. Let yourself be all right. Give yourself permission to suck at something for a little while until you're good at it.
1: That is such an important point. I was reading Michael Parkinson's book, and And uh, I remember one of his first interviews, I, I think it was with either Charlton Heston or one of the famous actors, and he was sitting there giving this horrible, horrible interview and Charlton Heston just reached over to him, grabbed his piece of paper and threw it away and said, hey, what's written on there is what your producers want to ask me. He said, let's just have a conversation. Let's just have a chat and see how that goes. And he remembers that his first one actually sucked, his second one sucked, and, of course, look at him where he is today um, you know, brilliant and uh, he's the, you know, master at his craft and we have a a young gentleman over here. Well, he's old now but for those who are in the music industry, Molly Meldrum and uh, his first, you know, real life interview with uh, the Prince, you know, Prince Charles was horrible. And yeah, they, they saw that on the
0: recently,
1: yeah. Yeah, they've been showing that here just, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks for some reason. And and his first one is, is horrible. But did it make him stop, Barry? You know, that's what we're asking. Does it make you just say, well, I'm not good at this. I'm going to stop today. I'm not doing this anymore. It's because you have a business, because you're passionate about it, people will follow you and they love to see you improve. That's what I know. People like to see you on stage. They like to hear your message. Like you say, they're not going to throw rocks at you what they will do is that they'll actually help you. They will help you along the way because they, they're they your best uh, encouragers and they're your best motivators because that's, that's what keeps us going is that we know our client base or our listener base has increased, you know, a hundredfold. And the reason why is that we said we're not going to stop this. We're going to push through what we do know and just give you content.
0: Exactly right. And, and the other important point I wanted to loop back to that you brought up there is that yeah, there will always be some circumstances that are outside your control, and there are some within your control. There's some things you can do about it, some things you can't do about it, but you can't let those ones that are outside your control stop you from doing something. I think the perfect metaphor for all this stuff was our our trip across Peru. I kept yeah. <laughs> since I had a lot of time sitting on the front of the tuk tuk or the back of the tuk tuk. Yeah. Um. And listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go through some of the old episodes. But Gerald and I did a uh, three thousand kilometer long adventure tuk-tuk race across Peru just recently and since we couldn't talk to each other because the engine was so noisy <laughs> while we were driving we had a lot, had a lot of time to think it down the back and if if you loop, loop back to what you said like every morning when we got up there were so many things that were just outside of our control you know the weather the road mm-hmm. conditions the mechanical condition of the tuk-tuk all those things outside of control whether it was going to break down where were we going to be able to find petrol We didn't a lot of time. We didn't even know what the route ahead was was like, Um, but it didn't stop us. There are things within our control, and that was we can get sit our ass on that tuk tuk, fire it up, hopefully, and (laughs) and start driving. And that's what we did every day. You know, we we got there and just drove as far as we could, given the circumstances that we had. And sometimes that was hundreds of kilometers. I think, you know, I think our best day was about three hundred and forty kilometers. And then some days were much more challenging, and we only made it like I think our shortest day was maybe one hundred and fifteen kilometers because of the circumstances. But we couldn't control those circumstances. We just had to get on with doing what we're doing. And in the end we finished the race with flying colors, you know, every kilometer. And um, we had the best time just getting outside our comfort zone was the Mm -hmm. whole point. And the great thing about stepping out of your comfort zone, if you think about it as a circle, you're standing in the middle of the circle and that's your comfort zone. As soon as you step over the edge of that circle and step outside your comfort zone, guess what? Your comfort zone gets bigger. Absolutely. And if you step over it again, it gets bigger again. You know, think about Think back, Gerald, Think back to our first night uh, on the, mm. on the race. You know, we were driving at night, which we were told we weren't supposed to do, mm. and it was not a very pleasant experience. There were speed bumps we couldn't see. There was animals in the road. There were trucks passing us. We we finally got to this uh, town where we wanted to get to, and there were some weird demonstrations going on. People packing in the streets, mm. yelling and mm. screaming, and. Um, I'll admit it, I was outside my comfort zone. I don't, you know, didn't speak Mm. Spanish, didn't know where we were, didn't know where we were going to stay for the night. So we were outside our comfort zone that first night. But, you know, two nights later, same circumstance again, we didn't really Mm. care. We didn't care. We were having a great time because that was no longer outside our comfort zone. And our comfort zone just kept getting bigger every day we were on that trip.
1: And I want to also, you made mention of a great point there, is that if we can use that, uh, race across Peru as a bit of a metaphor is that we had to take risks. Like you said, we we had to drive at night. We were doing some things that they told us not to do, but to push us to be able to achieve the goal that we wanted to achieve, we had to take some risks. They, some were calculated and some were just outright darn stupid. But we always knew that we had each other that we could rely on. And, and I think what's important here also is that if you are going to go into this business alone, try to find some support system around you, whether it's you know a colleague, a good mate, a family member that you can bounce back ideas with so that they can give you different perspectives. And that's what Barry and I had. We had different perspectives we knew that the person who was riding the bike was the leader and the person who was in the back was the director could be could be giving some suggestions or or pointing it in a, d- a direction but ultimately you know you're the leader because you're the one who's running that business so i think we could use this metaphor a hell of a lot about you know creating success and punching through about what it is that we wanted to achieve and and one thing i remember Barry saying which stuck in my head a lot is that we know leaders fail but they just don't quit and that's what I want us to ask think about with, with you guys is that don't quit. You know, unless the circumstances are so beyond your control where, you know, limbs are missing and <laughs> and your olfactory senses are gone, then I think it might be time to hang up the hat. But don't quit. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. And just a couple of things to leave back to you there. One is, is yeah, we did do some things that were kind of, <laughs> we shot ourselves in the foot and did some things that were stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, But, you know, sometimes some of those experiences were the best experiences of the trip. You know, I'm reminded of, I think it was day four. We were Mm -hmm. driving at night, even though we both pledged to each other. We were never going to do that again. (laughs) We were driving at night because we wanted to make it to this town. We ended up not making it to the town because the tuk-tuk broke down at this basically just wide spot in the road. And it was 830 at night, and it was cold, and it was raining, and we were a little bit miserable. It was horrible. but that led to one of the coolest experiences of the trip because mm. right there where we right there. broke down, thank you, Universe, was a yeah. um, was a tuk-tuk mechanic who was actually working <laughs> on a bike, Gorky. Gorky. And Gorky helped us out. He rewired completely rewired the tuk-tuk at 8.30 at night, started at 8.30 at night, finished at 11 p.m. It was too late for us to go anywhere. The people who owned the restaurant next door came to our aid and said, hey, well, you can just sleep in our restaurant. Um, um and that was one of the coolest experiences of the trip even so even stupid things where we purposely did something stupid ended up in a really cool place that we couldn't have predicted so i think that's a cool metaphor to keep in mind as well just because it it isn't turn out how you plan it doesn't mean it, it's not a great success and then the other thing i wanted to loop back to was yeah don't yeah. go it alone you know there are people who have blazed the trail ahead of you in business and online marketing and media skills and presenting Learn from those people. Go get help from those people. There are a number of masterminds you can join and we're probably going to start a a bit of a a coaching group here at the Brain Engine where you can join and and you can ask us questions and we can provide advice. So even if it's not us, if it's somebody else, go see if there's a mastermind you can join or meet up groups like Gerald starts uh, in his local Mm -hmm. area um, where you can learn from other people who are are traveling the same road.
1: And I think that's one of the fabulous things also as we start to wrap up, Barry, is that Where we started from our podcasts, you know, earlier on this year or 30 podcasts, 31 podcasts to go, is that the direction of this podcast has also changed quite, you know, quite dramatically where we're now doing seminars and we're inviting people on to coaching courses and we're, you know, we're conducting meetups Um, and that's how business starts to evolve because you do get your tribe in there and the tribe actually wants you uh, to provide more value add they want more information and that's how we build our business is that we listen to what the you know what our people want or our listeners want and we act on that and they are our greatest feedback source if i just work off the of feedback between Barry and i we're limited but because the you know, the tribe out there are, t- are saying to us, hey, we want to know a little bit more about, you know, video marketing or we want to know about podcasts. Well, that's that's what we start to create. And you'd have to agree with that, Barry, from day one to day or from podcast one to podcast 31. Our business on podcasting is dramatically changed.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's right. If you never put yourself out there, if you never get out of your comfort zone, never put yourself out there, you'll never really connect with your audience or connect with your potential customers and you'll never know what they really want. They won't feed back to you what they enjoy and what they don't like and and you're going to be laboring this notion of mm-hmm. you think you know what they want or you think you know what their struggles are, but unless you get out there and talk to them, and put yourself out there, you're never going to find out for real. So exactly right, Jill. You know, we we started with this one notion that we're going to go in this particular direction and this is what our audience base would want. Um and they do want some of that, but mm, they've told mm. us they want all these other things as well. And we would have never known that if we hadn't put ourselves out there.
1: So it's important for everyone out there that's listening today. We we started off this one about overcoming, you know, your fears and anxieties. And we know they'll always be there, but you know, it's about systematic desensitization. If you're scared of a snake, we'll have a look at a photo of a snake before you go touch one. So actively. Uh, desensitize yourself to that fear so if your fear is about you know writing content doing blogs or standing in front of a camera well jump in front of a camera and then play it back and get your family to have a look at it and critique you on all those nuances that you have about twitching eyes and and hand shakings and you know head movements because the only thing that they're doing for you is helping you get better.
0: That's right. So I think we said it way, 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 way back ago uh, in one of the early podcasts. Though. But record for the garbage can. So if you are going yeah. to if you are going to do some videos, you are going to do some podcasts. Get up there, do the first two or three with the full knowledge that you are just going to delete them. You are just going to look at them, take your critique notes, yeah. and you are going to delete them. So it really takes mm-hmm. the anxiety pressure away from those first few uh, forays in front of the camera or the microphone. Um, so prepare yourself, uh, like Gerald says. But at some point, you are going to have to step over the line of that circle and get outside your comfort zone. So just to sum up, we're going to start talking about all these different ways you can create content and all the different types of content you can do. But none of that's going to be of any use to you unless you're willing to grow a little bit and step outside your comfort zone. That's really the mindset shift you have to have before you can get out there and use this authority marketing model to place yourself out Mm -hmm. in the marketplace. So get it done.
1: And we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your comments. Have have you had an opportunity where you've actually stepped outside of your comfort comfort zone, and had some success? We'd love to hear those stories. We'd love to uh, you know tell everyone else about you know what it is that you've experienced and how you've overcome maybe some of those fears. And uh, the usual way of doing that, Barry, is uh, one way they can jump onto the brandengine.com and leave your feedback just below the uh, show notes. And
0: otherwise, Barry. Yep. So if you just head over to the brandengine.com forward slash episode thirty one, scroll to the bottom, there'll be the comment section there. We would really I would really, really love to hear. Yeah. Um- your experiences, stepping out of your comfort zone and tell us what happened, good or bad. Um, The other way you can do it, if you want to hear yourself back on our show, you want to make your internet famous, just go to thebrandengine.com. In the lower left-hand corner, you'll see a little icon that says, leave us a voicemail. All you got to do is click on that, talk to the microphone on your computer, and uh, that will leave us what's called a speak pipe message, and we'll play that back on the next show.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. As usual, people, you know, the only way you can get good at what you're uh, trying to achieve is to get out there and build your brand online. Barry, once again, absolute inspiration. Like I said, awe inspiring today. It <laughs> <laughs> came out. We're well, we 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 just stepping outside to, the
0: comfort zone, brother. We will, uh, Barry, all are. Right. Barry, uh, thanks
1: again, and uh, we'll talk to you
0: next week. See you next week, everybody. See you, bud.
1: Thanks for listening to the Brand Engine Podcast. You can find all the show notes, news and upcoming events over at thebrandengine.com.